You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to a new episode of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting on DJ Impact. I got all the bad boys here. It's even good to see Simon Street is back with us. And, um, man, so much has been going on, a lot of wrestling. Uh, listen, let's just do this. We're going we're gonna to talk about NXT's In Your House later on towards the end, okay? Because right now, I got to get things off my chest. I, I should just save it for one of my, my episodes that'll come later on uh, at the end of the week. And I, and I just might. Who knows? But we got to talk about, fellas, this impact pay-per-view that just happened this past Saturday against all odds. Now, let me say this, Sin City Steve. Let me apologize uh, because no, – no, don't get too excited, okay? Because I feel that – you just may get shit on this entire segment. That's the reason why. <laughs> hey, hey, it, it doesn't affect me one way or the other. <laughs> because I tell you, man, I don't know what the All fuck's fair, going brother. on. I, I, I'm, you know, this was supposed to be exciting, bringing um, these companies together, seeing what we what could come out of this you know we sure there wasn't these so-called dream matches but still there was a lot that could have been accomplished because of having these companies work together and not shit of that has happened well you're still you're still talking about it as if you're making it sound like it's over so remember there is a possibility that things can further happen but from what you've seen, you're what you're saying is you have you're having good positive hopes and vibes that something positive is going to come out of it, despite what we've seen. No, I'm, has it I'm been just no. trying to talk you off the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes impact, you have to throw up your hands and say, fuck it, because it, things definitely can get a lot worse. Yeah. OK, um, so. You know, and it's weird because what sells uh, fighting matches, uh, WWE, MMA, boxing, what sells those are your main events, okay? That's what sells the the pay-per-view. And so it's interesting now that it's not like if you're going to purchase any pay-per-view, especially from Impact, you've got to hope that you're getting – just like you really enjoy the undercards. That is, this was also, this was also an impact plus pay-per-view. So yes, I think that they also weirdly enough, you know, kind of sell it short maybe (laughs) because it is impact plus and it's not the, 
you know, the Slammiversary, which is coming up? I guess, I mean, that could be one way of looking at that as well. But, I mean. So, real quick. Yeah. In fact, I do have a question. All right. Um, how much are the pay-per-views again? Well, I mean, depending. Well, first off, Impact. How much did you pay? How much did you pay for the for the for the pay per view? For first off, it, it like Matt just said, it's an Impact Plus, so you have a subscription for that, like you oh, okay. were with Peacock, where it's seven ninety five, and you have that access. Uh, so, but nevertheless, you know, let's just get right in, into it before we get over into this the main event. Just some of the. Uh, Highlights of the match, you had the Good Brothers go against Sammy Callahan and Tommy Dreamer. And the whole purpose of that match was just so the Good Brothers and Sammy Callahan wouldn't somehow end up interfering in the greatest match of all time of Moose versus Kenny Omega. The whole purpose of having that match so I guess we'll talk about how that ended up happening later. I'm glad they started off with that match because I was wondering how did, you know, Sammy uh, somehow well, flew over to, what is it, from Tennessee to uh, Jacksonville so quickly. So I'm glad they did start off. The continuity, Steve. But they, but they also had to start off like this because Dreamer can't get back into the retirement home after <laughs> 8 p.m. They locked the doors. So Right. Absolutely. What was great, though, the X Division, I can, I can, man, all I could do is just say I love watching these guys go at it. You had Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, and Rohit Raju. They all are going for the number one contenders match to fight um, Josh Alexander, uh, which is going to happen at another time. Uh, I know people are not fans of no contest, but... In this particular match, I mean, first off, you still got an overall great performance out of everybody like you normally would do. And I think this was finally building up on uh, Madman Fulton, which I never understand why he haven't broke away yet. Uh, you, you know, he's um, still being the sidekick of Ace Austin for what now, two years? I mean, we ain't going to break this guy off and have his own matches. You know, but he, it, it it did showcase him, and because it did, that of course that that kind of left the match just in shambles. So it was no contest. So you know, whatever. It was just they'll end up doing it again, probably like we talked about at Slammiversary. But it was a good match. Um, apparently, Petey Williams. I I'm just really loving this guy. It was was he just? I don't know if you guys been watching him now, but apparently you guys remember watching him back then. Was he just as good then as as I'm watching him now? I oh, dude, so. he was awesome back I then. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's amazing. <laughs> oh, know? yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, completely. So, yeah, that ended up happening there. There, um, Yeah, there was Rich Swan versus W. Morrissey, and Rich Swan got his ass beat. So, I, I, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Jordan Gray. Hey, yeah. hey, yeah. hey, wait, wait. What's up? I just want to know, man. <laughs> Was that for the uh, Impact Championship? <laughs> was that for the AEW Championship, for that matter? No, 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 no. No, it wasn't. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, yeah. And then you had, um, uh, let's see, what's really worth. Uh, that's the, Okay, so you had the Knockouts Tag Team Champions you had, and that was really good. You know, you uh, Fire and Flavor, they still holding it down. They went against... 
uh, Kimberly and Susan. So uh, they still holding it down as always. Good match. Um, Impact Tag Titles, Decay versus uh, Violent by Design. And Joe During is actually the other tag, the other um, uh, tag team holder. But because he was fighting Kojima that night, I guess the title moved over to Diener. So it was Diener uh, that you that was in this particular match, and um, and they went ahead and defeated Decay. So and then you had your knockout. Really, yeah. In the end, it really doesn't fucking matter because Impact's just kind of throwing, you know, their own world title to the fucking Wolves. So, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I guess I, I just any, find... anybody can step in, right? Yeah, it was just weird. Like, so Sep, he's going to fight. Here, here, Joe, give me your title and let me hand it over to the, our other guy in the group and he'll represent, <laughs> he'll represent you, I guess. I don't know. Um, but nevertheless, now let's let's get now to the shit show, okay? Uh, Moose versus Kenny Omega. Wait, the uh, the women's championship match, man. Oh, I thought I, you know what? I had it there and yeah, I missed Deanna it. Perazzo yeah, versus Rosemary. I and that, I, the only reason I bring it up was because that is Jordan Grace's heel turn, man. Yeah. That Jordan, was... Jordan Grace versus Tino Dashwood. We're talking about the end. I didn't watch it, so I'm just kind of following along. So or something like that. I don't know. This is the shit I'm, show I'm, I'm, that I'm following on. I'm following along. I don't have access. All I know TV. is Jordan Jordan Grace made a heel turn. Whatever <laughs> fucking match that was in. Did yeah, she was, uh, she was she uh, was going against uh, Tennille, uh Dashwood. But the deal is that she, she lost to Tennille, which is like, how does Jordan Grace lose to Tennille, right? So when that happens, because, that go ahead. Because of the uh the whatchamacallit, what's her face thought she was giving a hand to mm-hmm. Jordan and it cost her the fucking match. So then Jordan fucking laid her out. So mm-hmm. Jordan went full heel. Yeah. But yeah, there was that uh knockouts championship and um and Deanna held on to it against Rosemary. Right. So uh yeah. <laughs> Did, did you expect a different outcome, though? Uh, not for that. Going in? No, not I, nothing against Rosemary. I'm just saying in general, did you expect something different? I didn't like know. Not at all. Uh, I mean, they're really building on uh, Deanna. I had mentioned this, you know, not too long ago. And, uh, you know, when Matt Michaels and I was just going back and forth. But, you know, Deanna, they got to – they're focusing their um, – uh, their – you title on her at the moment, and I mean she's I mean, she's doing a good job mm-hmm. with it. I mean it's not like she's <laughs> horrible in the ring at all. So, yeah, so it's going to be on Britt Baker within the next three weeks anyway. So who cares? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> yeah. Way to rain on the parade, no, but uh, Praz, uh, Deanna Prazo is is definitely a, a dominant champion. Yeah. So the the match. The the main event couldn't be held at Impact's Center. It had to be held at the Daly's place because, you know, 
I guess Sammy Callahan, boy, I mean, what a build they got on Sammy here, right? I mean, he's just a destroyer. He's scary. You don't know what he's going to do. My God, he he can't be a part of no wrestling promotions. I mean, this guy is just a wild card. We've got to get away from him. So we're going to move the entire event so that he doesn't get involved, okay? <laughs> uh, the match happens. They're doing their thing. You, we already know what the outcome is going to be, which is the only reason why, you know, if this was a paid pay-per-view, it makes you not want to purchase it. Uh, but, okay. We, al- we already know what the outcome is going to be. With, uh, yeah. I thought, you, I thought you have been on this whole flagship of uh, – Hey, Moose is going to win Moose this is- title. Hey, Swan's going to win the title. It's no, no, so, that's so not what I've been. You're admitting now that you know that I've never- Impact is never going to give up that title as long as Kenny Omega is still, you know, doing his we've been, thing. We've been. I've already talked about that. I have already admitted that Moose was going to lose just because of the storyline. I've been already well, on this it. question too. Like I haven't watched it, but I've heard everybody talk about it. And they basically said your boy Moose paid a ticket for a, a wrestling clinic that uh, Omega gave him. Is that true? Is that what I'm hearing? I heard he was outclassed in that ring. City, uh, go ahead. I seem like you want to. I, I, I. From all the reports that I read, it's it appeared as if the the match was freaking awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that Moose was outclassed by any stretch. Um, if anything, Moose put himself over in a huge way, mm-hmm. um, despite not winning the championship. I think that you know, obviously, the the best outcome for Moose and for Impact would have been for him to win the championship. But you know, in spite of that, um, you still set up the the main uh, the main event for uh, what Slammiversary. Um, being obviously Omega and Callahan. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Sammy happened to be, because, you know, he he showed up on the show. Remember, they was trying to keep him from not showing, and somehow he showed up anyway. And after he yep. came in and decided to uh, uh, put the beat down on some of the uh, guys, oh, he caught himself now being fired by Don Callis, apparently, who is, I guess, still an executive of <laughs> Impact. On camera. On camera. On camera, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. What, we, he's what we call exactly. camera buff. He's camera buff. Well, buff so, camera. So, so now he's fired, which now leaves Kenny, I guess, what? Because the whole premise, which yeah. I, which is why I don't. Oh man, why did it's, 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 it's really simple booking. Tony Khan, who happened to be at the contract signing, have and obviously that's where he pitched the idea for the match being at Daly's place. You have Tony Khan sign Sammy Callahan to an AEW contract. You have the championship match being held at AEW's Daly's place again, and now let's fuck it have Sammy Callahan get the win and then defect back to impact right there. You got your storyline problem solved. You think they no, go. Yeah. Scott Khan has nothing to do with this. 
Khan can't sign the fucking match. He doesn't own the company. It's Scott Diamore now who was pissed. He was there on commentary. Yeah. Which he never is. So, yeah. Come on. <laughs> so now Scott is mad at Callis because Callis fired Callahan. So, you know, it's going to happen that, you know, somehow Callahan's getting his job back of within course. the next couple of weeks. So that's the, the whole fucking runaround on this. Um, it should have never been at Daly's Plaza. That's fucking stupid. Uh, the crowd was fucking hot. Oh, that's right. They were wrestlers. Right. Fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing made no sense. And then, you know, I, I just happened. I was reading one of the um, one of the websites that were just going over the results. And I, I just I just curious to see what some of the comments were. And then two guys summed it up. The first one says, "And any is anyone else completely sick of the same exact ending to every freaking match the elite are involved in?" Yeah. The other person says, "Why? That's why I don't even watch it. I think everyone knew how it would end. The same as it always ends, getting annoying." I, I, I just, I, it, this doesn't make sense, man. I, it, this is. If anything now, it seemed like it's just killing off both, both companies, both promotions. You know what I mean? I mean, thank God Impact does have some other matches and storylines of, of interest that if you are a fan of the show, you at least can enjoy that. But in terms of this run for the title bullshit, it's like that's you might as well just turn it off when that when that comes on. Yeah. Let me- so let me ask this question, Impact, because I, honestly, you know, Slammiversary is coming up. I don't watch Impact, obviously, enough. I was thinking about watching it, and I'm a person that's very reluctant to do so. How would you get me to buy in to watch Slammiversary? And I asked you, hey, Impact, what's been going on in Impact? Should I watch Slammiversary? What, what do you tell me? Well, I think you definitely should, but you shouldn't bank anything on the main event. Now, if the main event, and that's why I went to the whole idea of saying the main event is what's supposed to get people to want to watch the show, right? It's not your, necessarily your undercards that's doing all the selling. It's your main event. But in terms of impact, you can't rely on that anymore. So you have to like the X Division title run because you know you're going to get a good show there or, or, or Deanna Perrazzo. Or the uh, knockout women's title. Yeah, like you know, or something. That is all you got right now because <laughs> – you know, the whole title thing is just full of shit. So, and of course, Slammiversary. The whole title thing is full of shit. That sounds like a, a repeating theme going on with uh, AEW being involved in stuff. Is that the title matches are just full of shit. You know, and I don't know if you guys happen to watch this past, you know, if you get a chance, uh, watch the clip this past Thursday leading up to um, the pay-per-view Saturday, but this was on Impact Wrestling. So Tony Khan was in the ring uh, with Scott Dillmore and 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 Don uh, Callis. And, dude, he did anyone watch this? He was a straight... Yeah. Okay, you tell me, Sin City. Was he just not a bore, Tony Khan? He was talking and yapping, and you're just looking at it going, what are you saying? I'm bored. I'm not entertained. Um, you're not selling anything. Why are you on TV? I mean, he's not on the level, and, and, and granted, he shouldn't be on the level of Scott Demore or, or Don Cos. I give him that. 
But he, that yeah. whole segment with him in there, to me, brought the entire segment down, which is what they were trying to build the case of why they were doing what they were doing for this show. I think, honestly, Impact, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to you know twist the dagger or anything, mm-hmm. but I think that you are already not a fan of AEW to begin with, and for... Come on, you're defending Tony Khan in that promo. No, I'm not. Just let me fucking talk. Yeah. Let me fucking talk. Let me make a fucking point. Yeah. Right? No, man. Like, legitimately, legitimately, like, the the fact of it is this. Like, I I didn't necessarily see too much wrong with that segment, but the fact that, I mean, that's the only thing that I can figure is that there there was something there with, you know, your however you feel about AEW and the championship and, and things like that. I I personally I didn't have too much of a problem necessarily with that segment. Yes, I definitely noticed the difference between Tony Khan as opposed to Scott Diamore without question. And that He's that's apparent to anybody. But let me put it this way, Stacey. So when so when Tony does his his promos, the, the paid advertisements, those were like Okay, they wasn't bad. I mean, he he, you know, when you're doing those, you can, I guess, stop as many times as you want and and record it till you get it to, to sound the way you want it. They're right. all they're okay. I don't have a problem with that. But in this manner, and it's not like they were live, but in this manner in the ring, he just seemed like he was totally out of place. You know, when you have your promoters get in there, you know, we expect Vince to come in there with this, this uh, I guess, gravitas and to say what he says and do what he does. Same thing with Scott Demore. Same thing with Don Callis. Same thing with uh, with uh, Paul Heyman. But Tony, in that, in his position, seemed like he could not sell what it is that they were trying to do. And he almost talked for one minute straight, and it was more like, Blah 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 blah. I mean, you got to go back and listen to this. If I can, I'll try to even play some clips of it of on the show. If if I do a recording on things that's on my mind, because it was it was, I'm asking myself like, why they even have him there? Like he should have had a representative. Maybe had Tony Schiavone go up there and do it instead. But he was horrible in that ring. You know, I I. I, I, I would I would be cool with anybody else really representing AEW. Yeah. Like have Tony Schiavone or something of that nature. Yeah, I think that it, Well then it, fucking it, admit that the promo sucked. It, to, Tony Khan's promo sucked, okay? There you go. I, I'll fucking admit it. He sucked on the live promo. That's all you had to agree on. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't know. This is just this it wasn't an attack on AEW. It's an attack on the fact that Tony Khan is not a good performer and should never have been in front of a fucking TV screen at all at this point. Hey, get your I fucking agree. cards in deck. Then what are you arguing with DJ about? He's making a great point. And that point is that Tony Khan was there to sell the pay-per-view and he didn't because it's not his company. He's taking impact. Yeah, absolutely. I have to agree with that. And, um, you know, I um, I just don't know. I don't know. I, it's just it's just disappointing because there there's there's a lot there. And I, I was really when we first got word of this happening, it was like, man, this is going to be something that could become great, even though we didn't know exactly 
how it would be because we couldn't even think of necessarily dream matches. But that doesn't still mean that this was going to be done correctly. You know, you have uh, the Good Brothers, which apparently are the only ones that show up on AEW. Uh, you know, I mean, Moose didn't even show up at no times. How? Why does Kenny Omega show up on on Impact? I just it's it's the shit that bothers me, man. And it just and and, and I don't know. I know that, that there had to be an agreement between two companies. I just don't know why Scott Demore, if I'm putting the blame on him, would agree to the shit that I guess AEW came with him or Tony Khan came with him with. Because I don't see how this is now benefiting them. At first it was like, okay, the first pay-per-view, maybe they were getting some buys and they were getting some looks because, again, it was – look, it, um, Rich Swan, despite the fact they're making them look like shit now – he was their champion, and he was showing to be a great defending Impact World Champion. I mean, he defeated Moose. You know, he's defeated uh, others to retain that title. So maybe there was a chance with the whole Kenny Omega. I didn't fully buy into this whole line that Kenny Omega is going to truly be this belt collector. But now that I'm sold that that's what his whole purpose is, you know, I I, I just don't like what they're doing with this. And really, I think from this point, they should just kill it. Have their relationships with New Japan, I mean, both of them, if they want to do that. At least Impact's doing a good job with their relationship with New Japan. I don't know where the... So, anyway. Um, you you guys, I know we've been talking about this. We're going to jump over um, into some uh, some WWE talk. But I, I'm just telling you, it's... Um, those who, 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 who whose fans of our show know that I am a fan, I'm really trying to give all of this... I'm trying to give all this a chance, and it just gets more and more annoying. There's no reason why the Young Bucks, it should have been them getting, or anyone getting involved in this match. And if that was the case, you might. All right, never mind. Uh, let me, uh, I don't want this to be my show. It's our show, and I'm doing more of the talking. Let's jump over the Raw, guys. Um, I, I was actually excited. <laughs> I mean, I was thoroughly entertained. No, this is this is not. Let's speak just speak your mind, brother. Speak your mind. No, let's let's move over um, to Raw, and you guys tell me what your um, your take on. I know they did start the show off with some tag team qualif- uh, qualifying matches to see who would fight AJ Styles and almost. I will say that I did kind of like a little bit of the banter before all of that got started, but. Um, I don't know. What's your guys' take on on Raw in general? It it was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I I like the way that it kind of started off. Some of the banter was was pretty okay. I mean, obviously it's cute when you have uh, you know uh, you know Team RK Bro, mm-hmm. you know, doing the whole key thing. I mean, you know, but I mean the match overall was was good. You know, it was a good match. I liked it. You know, um, it led up to some stuff after the end, uh, which which I wanted to get to with regards to uh, Kofi Kingston and MVP later on. I want to ask a question because I, I and maybe you guys could tell me because I'm sure you, I mean, y'all I I'm tripping out and I should have just uh, rewind rewinded and rewatched it, but I was confused. So, at what point did Riddle get knocked out of that match? Because at the point I saw, if I remember correctly. Uh, Kingston did one of his, I think, Trouble in Paradise moves uh, onto, I want to say, was it, um, it was onto Orton, which I think got Orton out, but it seems like 
that Riddle just kind of rolled out of the ring. Did that is was he already thrown out, and that's the reason why? Because okay, yeah, he was. He had already been eliminated. Okay, uh, he okay. Saw, he saw yeah. Kofi setting up for the Trouble in Paradise, and basically the the announcers portrayed it like as if he was taking the bullet for Randy. So that way Randy didn't get hit with the the Trouble in Paradise, but then he still got thrown out. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, I was just really confused at that because <laughs> I didn't see where Riddle got thrown out, and I didn't even. I just, yeah, I just saw him roll out, and they was like, well, that's the end. I'm like, wait. Buddy. <laughs> I I believe he got thrown out by Xavier Woods. Okay. Um, okay. I, yeah, I, be, I I believe that, yeah, to keep their, their kind of feud going, uh, I think that that's what happened. Okay. All right, all right. Um, outside of that, man, um, anything else? I know we want to talk about probably towards the, uh, the end of that. Uh, I guess y'all boy uh, Jackson Riker got a new look. I mean, I don't. Yeah, he's definitely don't, getting a push. He's definitely getting a push. I, I don't feel. care for him. I mean, I mean, not a major push, but I think he's getting a push. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, grooming yeah, him. Whatever. Yeah, they're grooming him. But <laughs> yeah. you know you what? You mean you mean the balding Matt Cardona? <laughs> Tell me, he doesn't look like a balding Matt he Cardona. Seriously. No, he does. He does. Spot on. Spot on. Yeah. You know what sucks though? I'm gonna be real with you. I I followed him back when he was on TNA, and he was a lot more exciting a long time ago. Right now, he is bland yes. as shit. He's bland as shit. And I don't know if just because of WWE's, what they got him locked in, whatever. But when he was in TNA, yes, Gunner, his ass was was on fire. He was just pure energy, entertaining to watch. He was getting in a lot of different matchups. I was hoping much of the same at WWE, but we've all been there. Man, is mm-hmm. where I'm at with that one. Uh, like the haircut, though. But that's about you it. You like the haircut? Okay. <laughs> that's, it. That's, that's all I could give you, boy. <laughs> So but, um, mm-hmm. go ahead, man. Oh no, no, I, and I said it a little bit earlier. I just want to see what y'all guys thought about the exchange between Kofi Kingston and and um, MVP. It had that sort of oh, segment where right. you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, MVP kind of said, "Look, you were one of the main reasons why I got back." And that's on tape, you know, where when Kofi Mania happy won his championship, there yeah. was a huge segment with MVP, you know, crying and everything. You know, he was with. Um, Shad, and they had a moment, you know. So there was some truth behind it, right? And so I'm wondering where WWE is going to go with it. I don't know. I'm sure so Matt you, Michaels has the prop, the prophesizing of where that's probably going to go. But I thought it was interesting exchange. Would you be mad if somehow Kofi ends up with uh, MVP as his manager? I wouldn't be tripping. Hmm. I wouldn't be tripping. Yeah. No, they should. It's by time that they done, you know, got done with the New Day shit. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Like you, you separated them on shows, and it's like, you know, Big E barely has gotten out of that shadow, and yeah, these yeah. guys are still living it. Get, yeah, I'd fucking have Kofi just go ape shit on Woods. Or if you want to get clever, have Woods betray Kofi and go with the hurt business. Woods could use that more than Kofi. Yeah. Yeah, he that's probably true. Probably could. That's true. Either or it would be good. I would like to see Kofi uh, go heel. I don't think we've ever seen Kofi go heel. Not that I can remember. I could be wrong. We, the closest I ever saw him have an edge was when, you know, he was going back and forth with Randy Orton a while back. But that's about it. I can't really remember. I know that when New Day first started, they were kind of like heels a little bit. But they, tried, like, they tried the heel stuff and didn't get over Exactly. It, it, yeah. it wasn't convincing enough. But I've never oh, seen that. Kofi. That first year was a heel, like yeah. first year was about a heel. Yeah. 
But it was yeah, like when he was when he heel. was uh, when he had the uh, the Jamaican accent and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that he was initially brought in as a heel. Yeah, but, but it would be good now. I mean, obviously, we sitting here thinking about it for a half a minute. When when it, when was he heel last? It's time to see Kofi heel. Definitely. I'd be up for it, and it's done wonders for everybody else. Look, Roman, Bailey. I mean, who else? I mean, well, if he would get with um, MVP, he pretty much going to have to become heel. Oh yeah. So of course. yeah. Without, yeah. Yeah. So hey. Hmm. I'm digging it. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Although the backfire could be if he goes with the hurt business, that might then derail it to make them face just because of fan reaction, right? That's what sucks with when they do these things and yeah, uh, you know what? that's why I think Xavier, it would be more surprised. You know Woods, what? Woods yeah. would benefit more from the heel turn, and it would be a swerve. And, yeah, yeah I think that you make a great point there. Um, yeah. And quite frankly, Xavier Woods is younger than Kofi, so they would get more mileage out of the new character, uh, the new character arc for Xavier Woods, for sure. And real talk, when the, when, when the, uh, the entourage come out, you know, there's about three or four young ladies. You could put, you know, Xavier in between two of them. You know, he can handle it. <laughs> we, we know he can handle it. <laughs> Are you taking a page out of his book? I wouldn't say a page, maybe. <laughs> oh, man. Well, good stuff, man. Let's uh, let's go yeah. right to the main, the main, the main event. Um, hey, what do, what do you, what do you think? Uh, Alexa Bliss, Shayna. I um, not real. You're not like you're not, not, you're not feeling it. You know, <laughs> let me just say this: I don't have a problem with this particular storyline. Um, let me tell you what I want. I want to see the badass Shayna that we saw in NXT. I want to see her have that run in Raw, and I do think that at some point, hopefully, that will happen. But at the moment, uh. You know, I guess they are get doing something else with her, with this, which is which is this, and I don't know where this is gonna go because it's not like she's gonna beat Alexa Bliss and their rivalry of such. Although we know she could, so I don't know if maybe after this run, and I don't know, I don't know if Alexa gonna make her after they have their match, she disappears, and when she does reappear, she'll be badass Shayna again. Or what? But or but for what it is help. now, I mean, I mean. Or what if she is just going to be Alexa Bliss in a little ragdoll enforcer? You might get your wish of a badass chain of Baszler, but she'll just be like an enforcer. She'll just be, you know, muscle that's going to go through and tear shit up. Maybe. I don't know. There's not much you can do with this. Well, I think there's a lot of things you can do with this. Well, please elaborate, young sir. Well, I don't know about enforcer per se. Um, that's always a possibility. But the thing is, is what we've seen so far from the progression of interactions between the fiend and everyone that the fiend has come across with, right? There was a darker turn to these people. And with this, this allows you to somehow 
use that that idea of you know black magic black arts mm-hmm. to bring out that killer in Shayna as a possibility and like you know? i say if that's where they go i don't i don't see a problem with that because dude i will <laughs> i would love for her just to just to wreck shop i wouldn't have a problem with that i would love that well, it's a lot better than having her paired up with Nia Jax. That should have ended two, two, three months ago. And, and it's no disrespect to, to Nia Jax or Shayna Baszler. I just felt like, to me, that was not believable. I felt like those two are dominant on their own. So, so to put them together, I felt like WWE did not pull the trigger. Besides, I, that's, we're not talking about them. I'm saying I hope exactly what you're saying in back. Please. Well, Shayna Baszler is too good so- to have her... I also think that if Shayna would have been this badass and she would have, from the time she started in Raw uh, up to, I don't know, another year or two and she's now ran through everyone or whatever the case may be, just winning the title, you know, beating down. At some point now, do fans get tired of seeing that and want to see her, um, you know, have a different type of uh, persona in some way? And if so, you know, eventually what we're seeing now is what we were going to see a year or two later. You know what I'm saying? So I, what I'm saying is either we was yeah. going to maybe see Badass Shayna first or we're going to see Badass Shayna later. Either or, I'm hoping it's getting back to it. Maybe they didn't want to go that way because she just ran that storyline through NXT and didn't want to do that through Raw, but she's going to have it later. But no matter what. Wait, let's let's let's. Let's get out this notion about anything related to NXT having anything to do with the main roster. Yeah, they separated. It's like a whole different bag of nuts. Yeah, Vince probably had no fucking idea that she was a dominant fucking heel in NXT. I think that... You don't watch it. Yeah. What could very well happen is... This somehow, like you said, DJ, leads to uh, Shayna disappearing. And if she's gone, then after a couple of months, there's a chance she resurfaces in NXT. Wow. Well, I don't, which, which would I don't be good think, for her. I mean, it wouldn't be bad. Yeah, I don't think that's out of question. I think that that's a very real possibility. Which isn't bad. That might be a good career move. Be real talk to because right now NXT is the place, the best women's division in the world. Well, it's also not a career move. It's it would be Hunter basically salvaging her. You know, it's not her choice. True. Mm-hmm. True. You know, these guys. Don't, I'd rather see her there. Honestly, these guys don't have a chance to uh, to say uh, the you know A, B, or C to. Uh, you know, where they go. Um, so it's a possibility that something like that happens. Um, it's more of the style that she's good with in terms of it's not sports entertainment to its grandiose as the main roster is. Um, they're, I mean, they're, they've also not taken the opportunity to do things like uh, Becky versus, you know, Shayna in a real tough 
matchup type of thing. You know, that, that would be an interesting yeah. thing. Um, so you also do have possibilities if she gets reintroduced at some point into the system um, to, to, you know, have some legitimate um, pushes. But it, the, the problem, there's a couple problems. The, the first problem is that everyone and their mother on social media has to hate almost everything, right? Yeah, because even after that segment, they're like, oh, that's so stupid. It's magic. It's just stupid. And, you know, oh, look at the look at the pyro. Look at this. Is so, oh, I just hate. I just, yeah. Which is why I can't wait till we get to our three count because I think Triple H makes a pretty good point just to kind of get you guys uh, who listen to three count because he kind of mentions that and I kind of agree exactly what he was saying. But go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry about that. You, you, you're, yeah. No, no. I mean that that's that's very much um, you know along the lines, um, which is a whole other thing too. Again, that's the. You know, the difference between Vince controlling WWE and what happens on the main roster and Hunter controlling what's going on in NXT. Mm -hmm. um, Can I say one thing real quick? Yeah. If Shayna Baszler goes to NXT, all I got to say is Martinez, Baszler, team. Wreck shop, tag team. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, yeah, you, you might be like, whatever. I'm just saying, I want to see them two get together and just... Kick ass all day, whatever the, whatever you got to do. It's just a wish list, all right? The problem is, is that the, like, Shayna is just over 40, and Shelly's, I think, just, uh, or uh, uh, Mercedes is just, uh, like, short of 50 now, right? She's she's, she's up there, right? 50. She got to be no. 44. She got to be 44. How old is she? Let's look that up, real talk. And if she is that old, fucking shout out to her ass, because she's badass. Oh, DJ, say something because now I have to do the work. That's <laughs> right. Do the work. So. Do the work. Do the work, bro. Do the work. Well, listen, I um, just, I, I like I say, I really don't have a problem. I know it's a different. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, DJ. Sure. She's going to be 41 this year. And holy fuck, that's a tough 41. Um, I urge, especially you, Simon. Go onto the Wikipedia page. Yeah. And this is a picture of her from 2016. Man, five years has not been very kind to her. It's you a rough so mean. You are so mean. No, no, serious, man. I'd say that about it. I'm going to let you eat all of that, but I'm going to look it up, though, just because you said it. I, I, I ain't eating anything. I mean, it's it's honest, man. Hey, not, every, not everybody ages the same, sir. Oh, oh that's, yeah, that's only true in her case. Okay, all right. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> prove my point. I didn't care what they look like. I'm saying, as far as a badass tag team, I would love to see that. I'm just saying, I'd love to see that. Them go through, just whoop ass, smash mouth, because both of them have a smash mouth type of style. And speaking of which, we were talking about Shayna Baszler, and I know later on we'll get into in your house something similar happened with Martinez, almost the same type of way it was done a little bit differently. I'm sure we'll have some opinions about that as well. Well, listen, I mean, um, again, I um, I don't have a problem so far with the storyline that they're running with this. It's it's interesting. It's um, 
it's different. And I mean, Alexa Bliss, I mean, she's selling the shit. I mean, you, I'm almost, you can almost look at her and be like, yeah, she's kind of crazy. You know, she's, yeah. Yeah. And with that, yeah, definitely. Yeah. With that, that really helps sell it. I don't know if everyone would be capable of doing that, but she's knocking out of the park with this <laughs> rag doll, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. What's her name? Lily? Is it Lily? Yeah, it's Lily. Yeah. Lily. You better say her name right or she's going to be under your bed. By the way, have they? Yeah. Hey, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I, 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 I'm I, just hoping and praying that this storyline has some sort of a decent conclusion for Shayna. Um, I, I, w- I was turned off um, by this particular segment. Um but you know, I, I, I feel that Shayna has been horrendously underused on the main roster. And yeah. I've said that I've said that from the beginning. I think a lot of us have. Yeah. And it ultimately I think that, you know, as long as everything shakes out in the end, then I'll be happy. But, you know, I for me the jury is still out on this um as a whole. Uh, I I did not like this this segment. It gave me um it gave me a lot of um ultimate warrior jake the snake kind of vibes for some reason um just really kind of um if you think back to their feud that they had very short feud in in wwf back in the day um i I, it just i don't know it just it didn't click with me um but that's not for that's not for me to shit can the entire angle um i just i hope that you know that it's not all one-sided and that Shayna actually does get some sort of, you know, comeuppance and, you know, of course she's things like this, who, who's necessarily the heel again, we're dealing with shades of gray, but um, you know, I, I, I really don't want to see, you know, Shayna getting essentially tormented week in and week out and just, you know, getting for lack of a better term, um, you know, buried, even though, you know, whatever, but I, 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 I just really want for them to press the reset button with Shayna Baszler. So maybe if this serves to that end and gets her off TV for a while, allows her to get, you know, back into NXT or somewhere else um, and allows her to essentially rebrand herself, then I'm cool with it. Um, She's just been criminally underused. Yeah. Cause I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, DJ to to cut you off there, but this, um, you know, Here's the very interesting thing. And I, you would have never thought a number of years ago that you would ever say this about the women, but it's the same problem that they have with the guys. And that is this, they have a lot of talent, a lot of talent, but they only have X amount of TV. And unfortunately when you look at utilization and pushes and et cetera, et cetera, you know, the, the whole thing comes down to you have Charlotte, you have Oscar, you have Rhea, you have, you know, Bailey, you have Bianca, you have Sasha. You, you have a problem fitting in the pegs into what is there your tag team champions right now are natty and tamina and that really is just a gift to tamina right now right Mm -hmm. 
So the the truth of the matter is, is that no matter, you know, we can look at the whole roster from top to bottom and you can go, well, they don't utilize this person right. And they don't do this person right. Or this person is, you know, so-so, or this person's phenomenal. And they're missing the boat. The fact of the matter is, is that the problem with trying to push everyone is that you're always going to have 50% agree and 50% disagree. I think the biggest problem is the fact that if Vince McMahon really, as you guys say, and I've, I've come to believe what everyone's been said by now, just doesn't follow what's going on in NXT, that right there becomes sort of the biggest problem. Because you should have some sort of idea on, you know, who this person that you're bringing over. Uh, okay, so because who does, so who, who does Shayna who does Shayna replace? TV time. Who does Shayna replace? You're using her as that top heel. She was in NXT. Who does she replace? Now, are you talking about uh, on the timeline of when she came back in? Initially, or just Bro, in I'm telling you, I'm just, I'm answering, I'm answering DJ's question. If Vince McMahon watched the product and brought her up as she was in NXT, who does she replace? Period. Well, if she would have been brought up, period. if she was brought up, then she would have been the dominant heel at, on, on the show at the moment. Who, who does she replace? Why, why, would, she, why would she, be, why would she be, why would she be? I would be, say Nia why would I she be replacing it? Oh no, you guys are missing you guys are missing it. You have Charlotte Flair, you have Bailey, you have Becky, you have Rhonda, you have Sasha, you have Bianca now, you have uh um Rhea. Okay, but Matt, the problem the, the bottom line you, though she is she don't that, replace anybody, you fit her in, in a rotation. Yeah, but listen, the bottom line is you, you only have so much TV time. One of those people have to go down and be in the role Shayna was in. You can't have everyone is is the top person. True. I know I, true. Not, but that's not what I was talking about. For I'm I I'm realistic with Shayna Bailey. Basically, I'm not expecting her to be cream of the cop, top of the hill. But I am saying that she was not. I feel that she wasn't properly utilized and they put her in this dumb shit. Now that's just my opinion. Okay. But what I am saying is that it would have been better to beef her ass up and to have like, okay. Yeah. Ha have one of your, your, your faces go up against her. Once if, again, who does she replace? Because again. Again, at, I'll tell you who I'll tell you who. You're looking at TV time. You, dude, I've given you like 10 names. You have a sorry audience. I'm going to have to repeat this again because everyone's a little thick headed right now. We've got Charlotte. We've got Becky. We've got Sasha. We, I thought you love women's wrestling. Really? I do. I, so I want to hear you say all the names. Just say all the names. Come on. We Jesus have four. Christ. You have fuck the four horse women. There you go. Okay. You've got Ronda Rousey. Okay. She's not You've there. Got no more. She took You've got she is still under contract, dude. She's also pregnant. It doesn't. So was Becky. I'm putting her name in this too. Okay. I'm talking right. the, the top people. Okay. All right. All you right. also have Oscar. You have Rhea. 
You so, have uh, you have Bianca. So what you, I'm saying, only thing that I'm saying is this. I get, I get what you're breaking down. I get that. All I'm saying, when that goes back to when I say I think it's important for to for Vince to know what he's what he's getting, is because how do you take somebody who's dominant in NXT and they come over to not be dominant, to not come off the way that they they left, as if they're now lost. Ask Oscar. Ask Oscar. But that, that's very true. That's that's it, it, true. It, it took her about a year and a half even to get to where she's at now. And and that goes more than a year. And then, yeah, and I think it was I think it was like two years. She's lost twice to Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Yep. Charlotte Flair. That's what I'm talking about, DJ. Charlotte Flair. You're gonna tell me that you're gonna have Shayna Baszler come in and be the character she was. She beats Charlotte Flair. There's no way. There's no way because that's Vince's crown jewel. That's the problem. The problem is, look, as much as we love Zoe Stark, Zoe Stark gets called out of that main roster. She's right in the position Shayna's in right now. Yep. As much well, as you, you well, I, like I think. Well, I think what that what Gonzalez what, or, I think or what, Martinez or anyone down. So there. listen, either one of two things, Dan. Either that's that's doing a disservice overall to how we are are watching them come from from one. Uh, stage to the other or as they're giving these different and new assignments new characters we don't then beat them down as much as like Shayna's being beat down at the moment because of the storyline it's it but see that's it that's the whole thing fans are fickle and again it's the same thing that happens with the men right if you're going to elevate Adam Cole, you bring him up tonight and you're going to elevate him, you have to take away either Roman Reigns, Seth, um, you know, uh, now apparently Drew or Lashley, who I gladly would trade for Drew. Adam Cole. Uh, I would say but, Drew in a heartbeat. Drew. Yeah, absolutely. So Lashley as take well. Take your motherfucking I mean, sword too. <laughs> these, these guys are, you know, they're just – but that's the thing. If you're going to have the people at the top, which they always are going to have, you do have to replace them. And coming up from NXT, that's a problem. It's a problem because of the fact that you have to not only fit the character they're giving you. That's fine. That's going to be, in some cases, it's going to be absolutely shitty. All right? But you also have to take in consideration that you have to be able to make sure that you can sell the same amount of T-shirts and tickets and, you know, hot dogs. They're going to replace them. You have to be able to be at that level. And that's why it takes forever for people to break through at the top level. There's just not enough space. For as much TV time as they have, there's not enough space. Well, there definitely is a holding pattern. I, I, I will admit that. There's definitely a holding pattern. Some people have been able to kind of – be more fortunate than others. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. And look, uh, if you want to look at AEW, the same thing's starting to happen there. Definitely. Yep. True. So. That's very true. you, you got to wait your time. And you with that, let's move right over into real AEW. Real quick, I got to stop you. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I got to stop you real quick, only because I was going to say it. Real quick, we've been neglecting some of the people in the chat. All right? He had Chris Gale that said in the chat, if the Miz can survive a zombie attack, they can press the reset button on Baszler. That's no, a fact. Right. I, we hope because, you know. And then uh, this is a side note, Chant. 
we actually did, while we're doing the show, for some of us, watch TakeOver. So, what those you And apparently I'm hearing myself an echo, which is pretty amazing. I have that power now. <laughs> Go ahead, Mr. Impact. Let's transition to AEW, Sin City Steve. All right, sounds good. All right, guys. So, a couple of things um, that really kind of stood out uh, from this from this show. Um, I don't know. I, I really want to get a feel for those of you guys that watched the show. Um, how did you feel about the Angelico and Christian Cage match that started off the show? Um, are you guys familiar with Angelico? Had you seen too much of his work, or was this kind of like an eye opener for you guys? Well, let me be completely honest with you. I, um, I, so I had company over at the house this weekend who's more familiar with some of the uh, talent than I am. And as this match was on, as we was watching it, I was asking, uh, why is Angelico in this match? Um, who is he and why is he, why should I care? And yep. he, the guy, family member was trying to explain that to me as far in terms of who he is. But after even explaining that, I still didn't understand as to why this, this, why he was having this match. Watching the match was, it was all right. It was nothing wrong with, with what I was watching. But in terms of why do I care to see him? You know what I mean? Because I don't know anything about and if and if he's someone who's mostly on dark, well you so then why put him then on on this particular show if no one really so this is part of the problem I've been having with AEW is this constant moving around, moving people here, moving people there and not getting enough to get to to learn who these people are and why, and figuring out why they're in the position that they're in. So that's kind of how I looked at the match. I mean, I looked exactly. at it and it was great, but I'm like, I don't know what he is, whatever. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. perfect. No, and, and honestly, like, that was that was what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. um, because at first glance, I thought, well, Angelico, why the hell is he in here against Christian Cage? Mm -hmm. And why did this match go nine minutes? Um, but realistically, um, of course, Angelico has had a pretty solid career. Um and he is, he's definitely somebody that I view as being a sleeper talent on their roster. Um, but you hit the nail right on the head. They've done absolutely zero to get people interested in guys like Angelico, guys like Jack Evans. And it, it really sucks that these guys that are extremely talented, they just throw them out there like as if they're job guys. So obviously perception is reality 90% of the time. So you have people flipping through the channels. Who's this weird guy that's doing these crazy submission type moves. They don't know who he is. They don't have any kind of, for lack of a better term, respect for this guy and what he's done. So right out of the gate, I think dynamite got off on a little bit of a bad foot. Personally, I thought this match was good. I thought it was a very solid match, but again, I'm familiar with Angelico. I'm familiar with the stuff that he's done in the ring. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, it, I I had no qualms, no problems with it. But as I was on social media, 
Um, there were, you know, more than a few people that were just wondering why the hell did Christian wrestle this jobber for nine minutes? So I, I think that right out of the gate, AEW, they, they just, they just proved what one of the biggest issues with their roster is in that they much like WWE, they have too many people on the roster I'm hoping that with the additional hour of time that they're going to start soon, that they can at least flesh out some of these characters, but it remains to be seen. Um, You've got a good point too, Steve. One of the problems that I have with them signing the WWE talent, not so much a guy like Andrade, right? right. Andrade's got the future in front of him. Fuck, put money. But if you're going to give money to a guy like Christian, and then you're already – you know, setting up Christian and Hardy, like, fuck that. And that, and that goes to that whole point of who do you bump? And, and Christian obviously took spots because yep. of the money they gave them from guys that they could develop. So exactly, exactly. And that's, that's really an unfortunate thing. I mean, I, I'm, I'm genuinely hoping that, you know, this, this WCW 2000 speed run that Tony Khan is engaging in <laughs> ends pretty soon. Because it is in me being the resident AEW mark on the show. I I shouldn't have to be the one to point that shit out, but I'm going to call out stuff when I see it um, because it's all about integrity for me. So yeah, again, I didn't have a problem with the show opener. I thought the show got off to a great start with that match. And quite frankly, Christian working that type of a match and it was a technically sound match. And he's been doing it every single week. It's almost like as if Christian is kicking off the show every week and giving us a solid match with which to use as a springboard for the rest of the show. But again, he's taking up a spot, which is something that he point blank said in his entry promo that he did not want to do. So <laughs> they're, they're burning the candle at both ends. And that's not going to last them too long. Um, oh. Yeah, what's up? Um, I was going to ask a question, much like I asked Impact. Now, I don't really watch a lot of Impact, but I do watch a little bit of A&W when I can. Okay? But just like Impact, I really want to get back to regularly watching AEW. But every time I get in, it's, it's a lot. It's exciting. It's exciting. When I see, you know, what happened at this past show with, with you know, with, with the Pinnacle, you know, and um, the inner circle, I get excited, but then it's just so fucking much. And I'm like, what the fuck? You feel like a lot of other people feel that way, like they want to jump in, but it's just so much going on. I think so. Um, I think that it's, it's daunting. It's, it's something that, you know, for new viewers that might literally be flipping through the channels and they stop and they see, Oh, well, it's wrestling. It's this, you know, it's Christian. I remember him from WWE back in the day. I'm going to check this out. And then they, they, they hang around for a segment or two. They see what all's going on and just boom, 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 boom. You've got this almost crash TV type of a booking. And yeah, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a sensory overload for a lot of people. And I think that, I think that they're trying to do a lot and realistically, they don't need to. Um, I don't want to obviously spoil three count, but um, it's it's going to be one of those things where I think AEW, when they first set out, they 
said that they weren't going to be a direct competition with WWE, that they were strictly looking to be an alternative to WWE. But strangely enough, it it seems more and more like as if they're inching in that direction, like as if they're trying to put themselves out there to be competition for WWE, and they don't need to. They, the fact of it is they don't need to compete with WWE because they're cornering a large number of viewers that left WWE for one reason or another. So they don't have to win over that audience. That's, I, I don't know if, that, if that's quite clicking for them. They don't have to bring audience over from WWE. A lot of people are going to go to AEW naturally just based on what they've seen from WWE in the past. Those lapsed fans, those, those fans that are disgruntled with you know, how so-and-so has been used. A perfect example. We'll see what happens with Andrade. I know that a lot of people were pissed off with the way that Andrade was used or how, you know, how he was misused in WWE. Um, we're going to see how AEW uses Andrade, and we're going to see if things end up the same or even relatively close. So, You know what? Real um, quick, let's take a quick moment. Uh, uh, a couple of people popped up on the chat and probably directed towards you, Sin City. Um, Shant had a question kind of, I think, more geared towards you. Here's a big question for you guys. What do you think? Uh, you think booking. Do you think booking could be the possible problem? I think you kind of already answered that question. It popped up earlier. And then also, too, John um, actually uh, said a good comment. Uh, you know, AEW also said from the start that they didn't want to hire a bunch of WWE talent. And we are definitely freaking seeing that. Yeah. And ultimately, it's funny what Coke will make you do. Yeah, Coke I, is something, something special. I, I, I think that I think AEW, honestly, right now is going through a little bit of an identity crisis because they're saying that they want to do one thing, but their actions are proving another. And that's that's a that's a real that that can set them up for disaster um, as opposed to setting them up for success. As far as the booking goes, I think that you are probably running into an issue where they're, you know, there may be too many cooks in the kitchen, if you will. Um, and you know, if, if, if you've got so many people booking certain things and so many people trying to throw in, you know, their, their two cents here and there, it can get very convoluted. It can, it can muddy the waters for a lot of people. Um, obviously creative with any professional wrestling company is a very, very, very fine line that you have to walk. Um, but at the same time, I think that they can course correct. They have, they've been in business for two years. They haven't gone too far into the deep end where it's too late for them to circle back and to, you know, get back on the path, if you will. Um, so I, I really genuinely hope that now that fans are starting to get back in the stands and now that things are starting to get back to normal, that we can have a, a normal wrestling show with AEW dynamite. And then also with AEW rampage, whenever that drops, but I, I, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I do have, I, I have no problem saying that out of the weekly wrestling shows, I enjoy watching AEW dynamite more than any of the other shows during the week. Um, that has not changed, but um, even with it's, uh, uh, it's, it's definitely decreased my, my, it used to be one of those things where I would have to watch AEW live 
every single week. And I would have to, you know, I would have to watch it right away as it's going on. Quite frankly, the last couple of weeks, no. As long as I get to it and watch it, then I can say that I watched it and, you know, that's cool. But it's, it's, it's pretty sad that it's fallen for me as much as it has. Well, from so. the chat, for you, Sin City Steve. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, it is. I wouldn't know, but anyway. Um, up next, uh, speaking of cocaine, uh, the Pinnacle had a promo, and um, they were uh, they were some angry individuals. Mm. Um, it, it, call it what you want. I having all five members of the Pinnacle in the ring, cutting five distinct promos where they all kind of stepped out in front into the center of the shot. I was like, okay, this seems kind of wonky, but um, I, I'm just more than anything. I'm just hoping that this shit ends somewhat soon because the inner circle and the pinnacle, I get it. I, I understand that they're trying to, you know, get to an ending point where they can definitively say that this faction won the feud, but Oh, fuck. Can we just get there, please? <laughs> I mean, from, you know, MJF, obviously, without question, is one of the best promos in the business. The guy's 25 years old, 26 years old, whatever the hell he is. He has his entire future ahead of him, and he's already at the top of the food chain. Um, I would say the head of the table, but that's the wrong company. Um, but no, he's <laughs> he's definitely, in AEW, he is the best guy on the mic. And dare I say, he is top three out of the entire wrestling world on the mic right now. Mm -hmm. And he continues to prove it week in and week out. Um, just solid, solid work. And then, of course, you had yet again more uh, parking lot destruction with the inner circle destroying the limo, which obviously was uh, a good visual. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just can we end this soon, please? That's all I want to know. Wasn't that shot that they had of all of them after the aftermath, all putting their middle fingers up? You know, you have Guevara on the top of the, uh, of the, the limo. Left. That was, you know what? Put that on a t-shirt. I'll buy that bitch. I'll buy it. There you go. There you go. And, you know, it, it, it was cool in the moment, but like I said, I just, I really just want this feud over. I really want this feud to end. You know what? Um, though? That, that is a question though. Was it cool in the moment though? Because if you really look at it, why? I mean, we literally just saw them go through two of the most brutal bloodbath deathmatch type stuff. And now you destroyed a new limo. Oh, that's going to get you mad? Where do we go from here? Exactly, that's only, yeah. That, that's the yeah. only thing. Our, yeah. Michaels. Somebody got to die. Somebody got to die. You may have been, you may have just been extremely prophetic when you were you know when you said what you did a few weeks back saying that the ultimate conclusion to this is to literally put them into two monster trucks on the roof of a building but we were we kind of very close. well be getting to that point oh god <laughs> we could be getting there uh, <laughs> well look look if they put that shit i think i think their numbers will be up because i want to see that shit there you go. 
Ah, speaking of uh, speaking of numbers being up, Tony Schiavone stands mid ring, talks about the June twenty sixth Kenny Omega versus Jungle Boy match for the AEW title. I I'm I'm a fan of Jungle Boy, man. I I like what they're doing. I I love the fact that they're continuing to build him. Um, and I would be completely fine if I don't I don't think that they're going to pull the trigger this soon and have him win the title on the twenty sixth of June. But I would be completely fine if they had Jungle Boy be the one to take the title off Kenny Omega. I would be completely good with it. Um, And realistically, someone like a Jungle Boy needs to be the person that beats him. We don't need to have a Christian Cage beat him or a WWE cast off or retread. They need to have one of their homegrown guys, people that when they look at this person, that they automatically identify them as, hey, I've never seen him before except for on this show. That's what needs to happen. They don't need to, you know, obviously they gave the TNT championship to Miro, who looked very strong in his TNT defense against Evil Uno. But, dude, like, they, they have to spotlight their guys while they have them. Because as we have said numerous times, they're going to lose a few of their of their originals when the contract time comes up. That's that's how it's going to be. Um, yeah, I, I, I they really need to put the the main the main title on Jungle Boy at some point. Um, well, he's got he's got what? he's got the call and response theme music now. And okay, that's right. That's enough. I love it. That's, yeah, that's enough. You know what? I'm gonna call you later, and I'm gonna do it right when you answer the phone, just because you said yeah, that. Don't don't do it on the show anymore, just because we can't pay. Uh, that is, yeah, I only did like five Thanks. seconds. It's yeah, fifteen exactly. seconds. Then we, strike, pay. Street. then we pay at fifteen seconds. <laughs> you no, know, you know what, Steve, you got a great point, and I think Jungle Boy is, is great. And at, at some point, um, Hal give him the the TNT title for a while, um, but if you're going to pull the trigger, they. Sh- sh- you were building up Darby. Then you had Darby get destroyed by Miro. So how do you, it just, it, it really does not make any sense. Um, and if you break up this, you know, what we just talked about in the, in the two factions going against each other, why wouldn't Sammy Guevara be someone that you could elevate to that level? It's like, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. It just makes no sense. Yeah, I, I ultimately I I would like to believe that they're in somewhat of a holding pattern, waiting for crowds to be back, and they start touring again. Um, and for all we know, that's that's what they're doing. But the sooner that they get out and start touring, the better, so that we can put this pandemic era of wrestling. I don't want to say behind us, but just put it in the rear view mirror so that we can still look back if need be and remember the things that we liked about it, but we don't need to revisit it every single fucking week. Like what we have for over a year and a half. Um, I think that that really has stunted AEW's growth to some extent as well. Um, elsewhere on the show. Um, obviously, I mean, you had, uh, you had your main event of Powerhouse Hobbs and Brian Cage against uh, Hangman Adam Page and uh, 10 Preston Vance from the Dark Order. Speaking of somebody that they should build around, 
Adam Page. How many times have we said that they need to do something with Hangman Adam Page? They haven't for whatever fucking reason. So I don't know. Obviously, uh, you had um, Hangman and 10 pick up the win uh, after the buckshot lariat uh, on Will Hobbs. Um, Yeah, great. It was it was what it needed to be. There was some dissension. And finally, let's hope that we get the final fucking payoff where we're going to have Brian Cage break away from Team Taz. How long have they been breaking up? It's almost like as if it's been the Bailey Sasha Banks bullshit retreaded from WWE. One week they're together. One week they hate each other. One week they hate each other. One week they love each other. What the fuck? Relationship problems, man. It's relationship problems. You know what? You know what's even more wrong? As on commentary. Because he has an invested... And when Cage walked in... It's like you up and throw your headset down and go and fucking run there. And now... Now, so if he doesn't care, why should I care? Exactly. Just again, end that shit. Let let everybody else move on. Have your blow off between Starks. Hopefully, the next good, so that they can get this going. Because obviously, that's where it's going. All Out needs to be a match between Cage and Starks once and for all. End it. Just have one match and be done. Don't have him go through the entire Team Taz roster which he's going to i i can already tell that he's gonna they're gonna set everything up to where taz is gonna have him go through every single member of team taz i mean we've seen it over and over but brian cage is again someone else that really you know we need to we need to take a look at this because he is extremely good there's nobody that looks like him anywhere in any promotion I mean, he's a very unique talent with all of the skill that he has. For him to be stuck doing this horse shit, I don't know. (sighs) Nonetheless, definitely, I I thought that this was a good episode of Dynamite. Definitely better than last week, but uh, they definitely have a a ways to go to uh, get back to where they were at one point. And who knows, maybe they are just you know, phoning it in on the nights where they're preempted and have to work on Fridays, uh, just realizing that they're not going to have good audience. But I don't know. That's not sm- that's not a smart business move to do that. Gotcha. Thank you, Sin City. Appreciate it. Let's jump over into SmackDown. And uh, the only thing I want to say about SmackDown is that um, I enjoyed the show top to bottom. Same. I thought it Same. was. I thought it was just a phenomenal show, man. I, I was like, wow. I was entertained. Um, man, it, great matches. You know, seeing Liv do uh, the move off that 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 ring off of a Carmella. I mean, it was just amazing. The host. I knew when Seth and Bailey, when Seth and uh, yeah Bailey was going to be in there, it was just going to be a clown show, and it was. It was just great. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything. Make you lose I'm, your pants. Dude, I'm even joining, and I, I remember we used to uh, when when we when we used to um, have uh, other members of our group uh, shit on Chad Gable. Uh, Chad is even uh, 
just great to see and holding his own down. I mean, he's always been a good wrestler, but now he's even, you know, I mean, just hands down, man. I, I was trying to figure where was the weak uh, part of, of the show. If, if, if there was, if you had to make one, I, I guess Shinsuke and Corbin. But, I mean, even that, I mean, go ahead, Mike, because I just wanted to say I, I hadn't seen a show in a while from top to bottom. And I'm not going to talk about the man himself that made the show, but just highlighting everything around that. Good stuff, man. It, it's interesting. So just going up and down, mm-hmm. I, I just scrolled again just to look and, and make sure. And, you know, the only thing that I just don't care for is Ray Mysterio. Just in general. I, I think that Ray is just kind of, again, you know, it goes to that, that theory of who do you replace? Now, granted, Ray's going to be a sacrifice at Hell in a Cell to Rome. <laughs> and there's probably going to be a lot of, you know, fuckery going on with that. Um, and, okay, Dominic gets in, swings a couple of kendo shots. But, man, when you looked at Roman and his body versus Dominic and his body, oh, <laughs> It's just sad. It's just like, oh my God, he's, he's, he, you know, you could feel for Ray because it's like, yeah, that is child abuse because that's all the kid is. It's a kid. Um, so, I mean, that I think is, you know, that's, that's the only questionable thing is, you know, it's really a filler match um, to, to have them do something. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Roman and Ray have really ever worked a program. I, know if ray has ever done a hell in a cell match so that might have been on bucket list too so probably yeah um but outside of that you know yeah bailey and and seth just fucking stole the show with that segment and then cesaro (laughs) of course you know it's going to be cesaro at that door and it was just brilliant um especially (laughs) i think did you order pizza (laughs) yeah Yeah, it was just fun. Fun. I knew somebody was going to go through that door because they set it up in the beginning of that segment when they was like, thank you for using the door. I said, well, that's what you do. That's what you use it for. I was like, somebody could come through. Yeah, and the whole new set thing and all that kind of stuff. Um, So, yeah, that that was, I mean, just gold. Um, Speaking of Shades of Grey, it's, again, it's so weird because so Apollo Cruz is a heel, but Sami Zayn's supposed to be a heel. But I guess Sami Zayn is now a face when it comes to Apollo Cruz. And you know, I that that's frustrating. He's not he's crazy. Um, crazy people operate every side. One well, is every- one is a more opaque shade of gray. Yeah, that part. <laughs> I mean, I Sammy's, wonderful. Sammy's wonderful, and that to me is how you're supposed to do a heel, and that's why I it, it rubs me the wrong way of having Apollo kind of negate that. You know, that's something that, and and this is one of those things in any form of entertainment when you are when you have two defined characters and you have one negating the other one. There's no point in doing anything. So that's a problem in that. 
Um, but on the flip side, the Big E and uh, Kevin Owens, <laughs> Apollo was taking so long to get it out of his mouth that it was going to be Aziz and him. You heard, and they cut away from it as as Owens goes, he's going to say it's the big guy. <laughs> and, and Big E's like, oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the big guy. You know, it was just so fun that it, like they were having so much fun and it's just like I, I guess that's it i i just don't again i don't feel that i don't feel that real connection to what apollo cruz is doing and, and when they took sammy's aim and he's yelling at him in that nigerian accent which is again it's like man i've heard you for you know 10 years of your career just talk like a regular everyday person and now even though it's your heritage it just feels like it's it's we could have hired any african-american to play that role at this point and that's the sad thing about it um and it also goes to stress the point that boy if you're black and you talk with an accent vince makes you a heel at first going on Kofi and his Jamaican accent. So I don't know. And and maybe, you know, down the road, maybe that's it. Maybe you turn Kofi heel and you have the draft. He goes to SmackDown and Kofi uh, gains his Jamaican accent back. And then him and Apollo become this tag team. Which is pretty funny because like, you know, Kofi is actually, is, is he from, where's Kofi from? Is he from Ghana? Or where's he from? Ghana. Yeah, Ghana. Yeah. So he's African, so I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's weird as shit. But it's no, it's not weird as shit. shit. It's it's Vince's, Vince McMahon Vince's shit. cultural understanding, and or lack thereof. Exactly how he thinks the world works. Um, but really, uh, overall, yeah, SmackDown was a great show. Um, I think again, when you look at storylines, that's the one thing that they have going for them. They have cohesive storylines. And it's as simple as that. <laughs> Keep the storylines, uh, you know, identifiable. And by the way, those are all the people that you should be using on that show. And I think that's the problem, again, of thinking about, well, if this person comes up or that person comes up, whatever. Look how hard it is to get a cohesive show together. <laughs> and, and they're doing it on SmackDown by the skin of their teeth. So, um, but the, of course, the crown jewel of, is just that Uso and Roman and, and the interaction and everything. Um, the address that Roman had to Jimmy. In, so, powerful. It was powerful. Yeah, because you only raise your voice when you need to to show that passion and what he's doing is he's making the guy feel guilty you can uh, you can totally relate that he's he's using that as a tool it's 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 brilliant because you want to see that psychology you as an audience member want to you want to root for jimmy but then you kind of go well maybe he should join the family like why wouldn't he you know and, and um so you know what they need is another Uso to uh, to show up, another brother. Mm. Where could they possibly get one from? 
I don't know. You know knowing what? That's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. Knowing them, what will happen is uh, Vince will just take some random Samoan bid to tell him you're a new Oh somehow. my gosh. Please don't. Please don't. No. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's um pretty much it for SmackDown. SmackDown was uh, solid and uh, that's it. Special special shout out for the uh for the celebrity cameo on this week's SmackDown though. Um just have to put it out there. Um did you guys notice that we had uh Francis from Pee Wee's Big Adventure uh make an appearance on SmackDown this week? I didn't catch didn't it. Didn't catch that at all. At what point? Otis. <laughs> he trimmed it up. <laughs> Take a look at the photos side by side. Tell me it's not. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm Good with shit. you. Good <laughs> shit. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, just quickly on Ring of Honor. So what's going on over there? They are... And uh, they're working on now figuring out who's going to get a future shot at the world title against Roosh. And um, I thought this was pretty interesting. They, the board of directors, what they did was uh, they chose 12 wrestlers that never held the ROH championship and not currently in the world title ranking to be uh, in this, this, um, this bracket. Uh, and out of these 12 teams, the winner of each one would eventually become into a six-way eliminator match, which will determine who will become number one. So that's a little different from what we kind of <laughs> hear from all the different type of matches they have, you know, kind of thinking out of the box. So we'll see where that goes. I won't name all the people who are in that match, but uh, but they're having that weekly. So if you're interested in to see who Arush end up uh, fighting uh, eventually, this is the time to be watching that tournament. There was also a Keeney King and Dragon Lee uh, versus Hot Sauce Tracy Williams and Rhett Titus for the World Tag Team Championship, and that was a good match as, as well. Um, you had Tracy that was pretty much about to get a three count on Dragon Lee, but Keeney King forgot that he's used all of their rope breaks, and he went into... Uh, to stop that count, and that, of course, caused them to lose that, which keeps the belt on to Tracy Williams and Red Titus. And then all hell eventually uh, broke out with that, uh, bringing LFI to the ring, which from, with, from, from which I didn't even catch. Um, and that's probably because um, I, I told you I didn't even see the show that happened um, the week before. But apparently LFI had been, um, uh, I think, suspended for the month of of June, uh, so in, 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 or, or was it June or May? It's one of the two that they were suspended in, but, um, uh, you know, nevertheless, they came out and then that brought the foundation eventually to come out because they have to keep things in order. So like I said, all hell broke loose, but that was pretty much ROH is really, it's like I always say, it's always great to check it out to see it. It's a different type of, uh, of wrestling, which is really great. And now, Seeing who's going to get this future shot is something you should um, keep your eyes on. That's Ring of Honor. Let me jump over to New Japan right quick. Sin City, is there anything that uh, did we mention? You you was you wasn't here last week, right? No, I was here. You was okay. All right. Did we mention the whole idea of uh, I and I'm sure we did about Shingo being now the IWGP. Okay. Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. What is new that has happened since uh, since he's now taken his title? Uh, since he's he's got the championship, I mean, they're still dealing with a uh, you know the fallout from COVID and yeah. essentially a, a new outbreak that they've been dealing with. Uh, their next event uh, is actually their next major event mm-hmm. uh, is July 10th, uh, which is <laughs> aptly titled Summer Struggle. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's going to be coming to you uh, from Sapporo and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's definitely interesting. We'll see uh, how uh, how Shingo does um you know in his with his championship defenses yeah and uh, i i think that realistically um once once they kind of get out of this shadow that they're under right now i think that everything is gonna gonna be fine for new japan but uh unfortunately they've had a major setback and they're trying to uh do damage control honestly at this point yeah i see that all right cool i got you i got you there um, look like we, we lost, uh, Matt Michaels, but let's jump over into, um, some NXT. I know that he's watched the, uh, take, um, not take over. I'm sorry. The in your house, um, yes. Simon street, you've also watched that. So you want to give us yeah. some highlights on, um, you know, what you've taken from the, uh, the pay-per-view. Uh, it was, a, I, I thought it was a solid pay-per-view. Um, you know, some of the highlight matches that I, I really enjoyed was um, surprisingly enough. I um, Martinez versus uh, uh, Zaylee. I actually enjoyed that. Um, I you know seeing Zaylee go over on that one. I think it was good for her. I mean, she's somebody, and, and and I like how they they set it up and they did it even on um, NXT earlier this week. Of uh, you know goes back to the May Young Classic when she lost that, and you know how that was. Um, Interesting enough, I was the only only problem I had with that match was at the end. After it was all said and done, Zaylee got the roll up, was done. I felt like they didn't need to do all that, but as we soon kind of watched, we saw that uh, you know it led to Martinez in much of the same fashion as Shayna Baszler on Raw succumbing to some supernatural. Let's put it that way, right? And so I'm interested to see what the hell's going to happen in the next freaking week. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that Million Dollar Man uh, match between L.A. Knight and uh, Cameron Grimes to the moon, that was an excellent match. I mean, I I mean, I don't know how y'all felt about it. Um, as we stated earlier, it, it, there were people that were part of our podcast that shit all over Cameron Grimes. But, you know, uh, he really is destined for great things. And, you know, even though that result didn't go in his favor, he still – I still feel like, man, like he made that match spectacular along mm-hmm. with uh, – um, you know, LA Knight. Yeah. You know, so now LA Knight has that new new championship. It's official. It ain't like just no placeholder. You know, um, that was a cool match. But that man, the last match, boy. I'm gonna be real. As uh in the chat thought some of us was sleeping. I don't want to give too much away. I'm sorry guys, but I was watching back and forth trying to do the podcast and watch that because we started earlier and it was an excellent excellent match everybody participated at the right time everybody was where they needed to be it it, it was amazing it, it really was in the built-up that was happening you know, just you know nxt priors uh, especially this past week um you know was really really good um 
lot of big things again going on with NXT. NXT is always, like I said, solid. And um I do now feel that this this is what this was the second in your house, correct? Am I correct in saying that? This is the second in your house? Yeah, they did it last year, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think I did, and I uh, we might have to go into archives and see. I did say I hope after the first one that this is something they do yearly, and I want to see it. I want to see it. Um, as far as with that last match, I'm gonna tell you right now. If I had to pick one of those gentlemen that was the the, the standout, Johnny Gargano, that motherfucker is fucking amazing. And every time, if you may forget. He's going to remind you why he is Johnny Takeover. Because that man shows up, leaves it all in the ring. I mean, just he was, I guess you could say, the glue that kind of held the match together in some ways. If you looked at a lot of different transitions, he was doing a lot of things. I remember seeing it as I'm doing, trying to do the podcast and watching. Like he was doing the most, and it looked fantastic. And um, like I said, I will actually watch that match again after we're done. So I could just watch it because it was that exciting. Um, great in your house. Uh, I like how they they started off. You know, what I mean, they 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 it, it was excellent. Even I even watched the pre-show and saw some of the gentlemen that they had with the pre-show and everything. And um, even that was entertaining. You know, what I mean, they they really have a different type of feel to the in your house. And I feel like that's the direction NXT is going to. You got the takeovers, but now you got your in your house. And I mean, that's that's just my take on it. Matt Michaels, did you want to add anything to the show you saw tonight, or um... Um, you know, yeah, of course the the latter match was was amazing as well, like you said. Um, I think that um, here's here's the thing: if you look at it, every everything is just solid from top to bottom when they do their takeover shows. You know, there's not a, there's not matches you can look at and go, boy, that was lame, or boy, that was a waste of time, or nice bathroom break, or anything like that. Um, the only thing that I'm disappointed in is uh, during the spot that uh, that Cross uh, went through the door. They should have just had Cesaro just uh, behind the door. That would have been awesome. <laughs> hey, did you guys order pizza? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know what? And, and and hats off to bringing uh, having Pettengill as the host. Yeah. Um, you know the the coolest thing about Todd Pettengill is the fact that he commits to the uh, the asinine stuff that he's asked to uh, do, and it it still is fun to see him just kind of you know get his get shit you know f- for being Todd Pettengill. It's fucking awesome. So. <laughs> Good production all all around and uh, just phenomenal uh again going from the week of tv leading into this uh both things were very solid and we're getting um oh and the the uh the match that opened oh my god that was that was wonderful the alpha tasmo um yeah. it's a shame that we knew they weren't going to pull the switch you know, unfortunately, when they announced that like that, it was like, oh, shit. OK. But um, the uh, the sequence they did where you had each of them essentially dive onto, you know, <laughs> onto everyone outside for it to lead up to Bronson doing his dive was just yeah. great. And then to end the match with 
a super kick and then getting hit by an aerial move and then getting hit by the splash. Boy, you earned your money that night. <laughs> I'm sure he, he was like putting the match together. He's probably looking at him going, oh, shit. Really, guys? Really? Like, <laughs> we couldn't do it. Just one other guy take one other finisher? Come on. So, but yeah, great show. All right, good stuff. Um, so before we conclude, um, Future Stars of Wrestling, do we want to mention anything about what's going on with them? Yeah, I guess we uh, we can if you'd like, DJ. We will. Yeah. Um, yeah, the anniversary show is uh, this uh, coming Friday night, the uh, 18th, and then Saturday the 19th as well, um, which uh, is going to be fabulous. It's going to be on Fight for fight tv pay-per-view if you're not in las vegas you can't make it out if you're in vegas uh go to fsw uh for uh tickets um there are still still some tickets available um so please uh you know if you haven't been out in a while or haven't been to a wrestling match or never been to a wrestling match it's a good time to start it's gonna be a nice little venue uh close to the orleans which gives a feel of kind of that um that Vegas lounge type feel with, you know, tables and chairs and bar and there's going to be food and uh, there's an after party for $25 uh, on Friday night. Um, that is, is going to be phenomenal. There's also, uh, you know, all the meet and greets and stuff like that, I believe are still available. Uh, if you, if you want to check that out. Um, but if you're at home, check it out on fight TV. Um, the one thing of note that happened this week is Leo Rush announced his retirement. So unfortunately, uh, Leo just went under the knife uh, for his uh, his surgery on his shoulder, um, and he'll be finishing then when he when he uh, recuperates, he'll be finishing his dates with New Japan, um, and then uh, he's he's wrapping it up. Um, being a new father, he wants to do it right this time, uh, is what he said. And he's young enough that, of course, at some point, his kid's going to be old enough to where he's going to go, I want my child to see me do what I knew I could do. <laughs> and he'll probably come out of retirement. Uh, but it looks like it's Casey Navarro uh, and Chris Bay going at it, which should be uh, pretty nice. Uh, EC3 is going to be there. Um, so, uh, impact, you can get all excited about being able to see EC3 that we, uh, you know, your, your, uh, your boy there, um, control your narrative. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you got the big rumble on the first night. That's going to determine the, um, opponent for Hammerstone on the next night on, on the, uh, Saturday night show. Um, and, uh, Right now, that's anyone's guess of who's going to end up winning that Rumble. Uh, you got guys like Juicy in it. Um, uh, you got uh, Danny Limelight. Um, and then, of course, uh, you know, the uh, FSW uh, uh, guys like Hero Lou. And um, you're also going to see Matt Vandegrift versus TJP. Yeah. So I hope the deposit that they put down is uh, something to <laughs> back because Lord knows what they'll do. Uh, those crazy guys. Uh, Remy uh, Marcel is going to defend the uh, Nevada State title against uh, Sean Davari. Um, so it's going to be good to see uh, Davari and, and Remy go at it. 
Um, you're going to see Sandra Moon and Maserati for the women's championship. Um, so that's, you know, just a, a brief uh, account of what's going on. Um, you'll, uh, if you tune in on, I believe it's going to be on uh, Facebook live. Um, the uh, pre-show uh, will be going on. I would assume somewhere around an hour about the show. It's going to be a seven o'clock show uh, Pacific time. Uh, you can catch um, the pre-show, like I said, either at like 6 p.m. Pacific, uh, 6.30, maybe even 5.30 Pacific. Um, still finding out details about that, but uh, we are sponsoring uh, uh, the, uh, you know, the show. Uh, and we will go be going forward, hopefully, uh, you know, continue to sponsor um, FSW uh, for upcoming shows and, uh, we'll be participating in, uh, working on the, uh, pre-shows, uh, with them. So, um, some good stuff going on, uh, out here. Um, and then of course, uh, June 26th will be, uh, Big Valley Wrestling's, um, Loud and Proud, uh, to support the, uh, LGD, LGBTQ, uh, center of Southern Nevada, uh, and we're sponsoring Effie for that show. Uh, but main event is, uh, the shade versus, uh, Jay Vidal. And, uh, there's a host of other, uh, great talent on the show. So, uh, check that out as well. Perfect. Thank you so much for that, Matt. Michaels, we have, uh, concluded all the wrestling talk and, um, if you're watching us live here, we're going to jump back on in a minute to handle three count, which we got really good topics. I think is going to be uh, very engaging. So definitely, um, if you're if you're watching us, hop back on in a few minutes when we when we get back on. And if you're listening to this podcast, thank you for listening. Tuesday is when you will hear a three count, and again, download it, take a listen, and uh, by all means, send your response in our social media chats all right so with that we want to thank everybody for listening and we will see you oh actually that's program note we will not be here uh next week because it's father's day so uh we will have some other programming in place that will be released monday morning but you know we uh we got a couple of fathers that's on here and we have uh, all four of us that uh have fathers so that's how that works. So uh, with that, um, we will um, see you with Wrestling Talk in a, in a week after next. All right. With that, peace. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.